Hello and welcome to the Uncommentary Podcast. My name is Luke and I'm your host. And today on our episode, we're going to be talking about love as Jesus defines it. Love is more than just a feeling. It is um, demonstrated by him on the cross and it is our responsibility and our calling to live out this love in a real form to people around us. So here's a clip and I hope you enjoy the episode. Through these last few years, there's been some political upheavals, different um, polarizing groups and and Steve said, you know, on your Facebook, it's just the love of Jesus. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I believe what the, the, the spirit of the Antichrist right now is all about distractions and division. And who, who's the bridge? It's Jesus. Who, who brings you to whole, makes you new? Jesus. Yeah. He, he transcends every political statement. Yeah. And even if we think we're right and we demand and we're morally right, you're not going to sway. You're not going to sway. The only thing that's going to help people is to know Jesus and him crucified and he died and that you two can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Hello and welcome to the uncommon truth. I'm Luke and I'm joined as always by Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Hello. Glad to have you here as always. We are glad to be here. So I heard a little line or two of a song you were singing when you came in, Vicky. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah. You know that song? No. Yeah, but who's Rhonda? Yeah. Yeah, She she needs help. Whoever she is, she needs help. So Your yeah. name's Rhonda. I'm praying for help. Yeah. You know that song. Sing it for them. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Beach Boys. Is that going to be another help song? Help Rhonda. Help me help. get her out of my heart. You just help help me, Rhonda. Well, Yeah. I sang a different line. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, do you know the Beach Boys? I do know the Beach Boys. Do you know the Beach Boys? Oh, you guys do. Okay. That's awesome. Usually, uh, we find that when I look up the lyrics of the songs that we sing, that they have a strange meaning, like... Uh, yeah, help me get her out of my heart. Like Lola. Help me, Rhonda. Oh, Lola. Yeah. yeah, Lola's not a good one by yeah. the Kinks. Just the yeah. name the Kinks would probably yeah. not be yeah. very good. Yeah. Well, we're... And Eric Clapton. Oh. <laughs> Lola. Layla. That's Layla. Oh. oh. Okay. okay, Lola. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, my gosh. We're so, sorry. We, we're we sorry. Are, it's late in the afternoon. Late, and, yeah. yeah. Some, someone was a little later, but we won't say who. Steve. Yeah, Vicky didn't come to the table until <laughs> 2 o'clock. Steve. I called Steve today for all of you, and I, Luke is like, Luke, Luke says, Vicky, can you get a hold of Steve? Can you? And then somebody said, check their, what's it called? Uh, find find iPhone. my iPhone. I yeah. said, I don't do that. Only Steve does that. But I called Steve, and I said, hey, Steve, where are you? He goes, what do you mean? I said, we're supposed to be doing the podcast. And what did you say? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. It's only every Thursday. Yeah, well, I was going. I have many, many, many things on my oh, mind. Boy. I was going the wrong way. Are we uh, gearing up for Lights of Hope? How's that going? It's, it's busy. Let me tell you, it's a lot. 
and uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's just a blast. Build beautiful things and have people come and enjoy them and bless their lives. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But we're building neat things. That's right. It's going to be great. Constantly improving the the you know the next that time we do something. Yeah. You know, make it better. We had a very successful uh, Friday night at our night at the oh, Oscars fundraiser for Avi's Place. That last was really week. a lot of fun. Yes, we did. Yeah. We, we yes, had we a did. lot of. A lot of fun, a lot of great support raised. So we've been it was having, great. It's been a fun, fun few weeks at the we, Father's we House. We know we 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 love to do things at the Father's House. Yeah. We just we're always doing something wonderful and fun. And uh, I mean, Lights of Hope last year was our first year, and it was 21 days um, every night, every 21 nights. And I think we had over 18,000 people come to look at the lights. Wow. Yeah, just amazing. at 18. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. Very excited, and we're really grateful to everyone uh, who gets involved and helps us make those things happen. I know, Absolutely. I know many of our church members listen to the podcast, and we're really Thank you thank- all. thankful mm-hmm. for all that you we do. We have a great church. We do have a wonderful church. So today, um, we are going to talk about love. Oh, great. Love. There's a lot of songs I know for love. Yeah? yeah. Oh, do you great. have one for us? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> do you? I didn't say I have a lot <laughs> of songs for love. I didn't say no, I don't. <laughs> come up with one no i wasn't trying i was to think thinking because you had a lot love the lord you got that one with all your heart uh are we talking about christian songs well that's the only one i had i was trying to think of like other ones and i have nothing tell me tell me vicky do you love jesus how about oh, that yes. one no. you hear my voice crack i yeah, probably shouldn't do it i don't know that one like okay 12 year old boy so love is i mean we all have this idea right or know that god is love we all know that it's a passage from uh first john but what does love really mean in a Christian sense? Is it, is it just a nice feeling in our hearts? Or? I really love that you asked that question. <laughs> like and I love that Steve's going to answer first. So love is a word that we've totally destroyed here in, in Christianity. And, well, in the whole world. We just have the whole world, you know, with the media world, you know, everybody having 300 channels in their TV and yeah. a, a computer in your pocket that you can be on any, listening to anything. And we've, we've, kind of changed the the definition of what a hero is we've changed a bunch of definitions and one of the ones we've destroyed the most is the word love Hmm. uh do you know in terms of using it to describe something like how you feel about your spouse or your girlfriend or your friend or your children your neighbor and we use the word love continually we get up in the morning and we say we make a cup of coffee we say we love our coffee the dog runs up to us we say we love our dog the uh, go out on the for me I have a deck with a view so I love my view mm-hmm. and I love my mornings out on that deck yeah. and uh, I love all these things and then my children get up and they run to me and I say I love my children and I say I love my wife we use the same word and most of us barely ever differentiate and know what it is uh, we think it's a feeling we think it's a, an emotion that we have right And the love described in the Bible, the love of God, for this is the love of God, Mm -hmm. and God is love, Mm -hmm. is not very often a feeling, not described in the Bible. It's always based on an action, a plan, a purpose for somebody. So God loves us. He has a plan. We fail that plan, and then he takes action to revise that and and redo that for us. And in in our case, the love of God is described as and poured out for as Jesus. Yeah. 
the Jesus we're coming on Christmas, it's the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, yeah. the resurrection of Jesus, and then the return of Jesus to the earth in the form of the Holy Spirit to make his to fulfill his promise that my father and I will make our home in you. Mm -hmm. This is all love. This is all the def, very definition of love. He who humbled himself and submitted himself even uh, submitted himself even unto death. Mm -hmm. uh, did not even uh, of try to avoid the cross. At one point he says, Father, is can I avoid this cross? And but if not, that's fine. I'll do it. And he did it, and he never once called for help. And this is the definition of love for me. And I know one word that's better than love, and that's selflessness. This compound word, selflessness, is the very definition of love when applied to another human being. Mm -hmm. I am selfless towards you. I am loving you. Yeah. I am putting you first. I am making myself less. I am being selfless. Mm -hmm. Less of myself towards you more of you you're more important that's love and that's what god has done is for this is the love of the father the bible says for this is god's love and this is how we know he loves us he sent his son to die on a cross for us wow. and john three sixteen, the most famous of all for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would have everlasting life and not perish this is love yeah. you love someone you give for them and in this case you sacrifice dearly and greatly for them. Mm -hmm. You lay down your life. And Jesus is the epitome of the word love. If you want to know what love is, look at Jesus' life. Read Jesus. Follow Jesus. Eat, sleep, and drink Jesus. Quote Jesus. Talk in Jesus' terms. Mm -hmm. Only act on what Jesus has said. And you will be the most loving person that has ever walked the earth. Mm -hmm. You will care about people who are lower than you, that have nothing to return to you that take from you Jesus. you know you will be the epitome of love in your community wow. so good. just demonstrate it eat eat it drink it quote it do it all cool. and he and you will see yeah is there anything you want to add to that no word? i no i just uh i agree that the word love is you know there's so many different words in, in the english language yeah. and what does real love mean what is the love that definition that god has right it's not so much different than love that you and I have. Yeah, that selflessness, it, it definitely does separate. Yes. You know, would I be willing to lay down my life for my... Your, your dog. My dog or my coffee or my mm -hmm. chocolate or my... Yeah. Whatever, right? That that definitely makes it... I guess one of the phrases we use a lot is love is, love is an action, right? Love is... There's yeah. more, it's not just the, the emotion. Love is seen. It is demonstrated through um, cost, yeah. through action through sacrifice through um emotion uh, you know an emotional uh blessing mm -hmm. good things is demonstrated in gift giving yeah. in uh physical touch in words of affirmation yeah. in acts of kindness mm -hmm. in act you know it's it's take you taking the cost on you the pain on you paying the penalty mm -hmm. for someone is you know doing the hard things for yeah. me disciplining children uh, was an incredible act of love because there's no chance on earth I want to discipline this beautiful little thing. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, they won't learn. And and that isn't love, not disciplining them. Right. Yeah, it's, so even that, doing things you don't want to do, hardships for the betterment or the good of someone else to help them learn and grow and become what, they're, you know, what they can become, what their right. potential is. 
yeah. empowering them. That's love. And that's what God does for us. He empowers us, yeah. teaches us, sacrifices for us, yeah. gives to us. I can imagine Jesus laying on the cross with the nail ready between the two bones of his wrist mm -hmm. and the hammer ready to fall. I picture him laying there with that nail ready. The man has raised his hammer to strike the nail, and Jesus knows he could call seven, 12 legions of angels mm -hmm. to come rescue him, and he does not call them. And, and what, what was the motive? Love. Yeah. To take the nail for you and me. Mm. You know, the ready guy, pregnant paws on the push of the two-inch thorns on his head. Mm. They placed him. They're about to push him into his skin. Okay, and he says, so. and he knows. In that pregnant pause, let me just pregnant pause the story. He could have called 12 legions of angels, which is roughly 72,000, to rescue him in an instant. The father could have rescued him in the blink of an eye. And he did not call out. He did not cry out. He took the thorns. He took the whip and post. He took that nail. That hammer fell. Yeah. And he was pierced for our transgressions. Mm. I was uh, last yeah. night at, uh, we had the opportunity of having um, our pastor Jessica uh, speak. And she did a medical report of the crucifixion. Yeah. And it's just so sobering. I mean, to hear it in context like that. And what Steve is saying is that at any time he could have said, yeah, I'm thinking no. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do that. But he continued. I mean, the abuse and the mocking and the, along with the rejection and along with the physical torment that he went through for me, it's I just don't, don't ever want to forgive that. But the love that he poured out yeah. while I was yet a sinner, wow. he died for me. Like that death. I mean, yeah. it wasn't just like somebody shot him and he's dead. No. No, it was it, like it, Steve said before, it's, it's probably the bloodiest yeah. um most horrific form of execution there is in the history of our Mankind, world yeah. Yeah. yeah and for it's like you know i never thought about that it's like why he could have he could have been a savior anytime right he could have came anytime yep. and he could you know whatever you know but he was hung or whatever you know but that crime scene that was involved in his death his massacre mm, his murder his murder it yeah. just it just go and, and then hearing it again last night and because she corresponded that with not you know the, in uh in revelations and, and forgetting your first love right to the churches and um was ephesus church of ephesus yep. and i just don't i don't want to ever forget and yet i do i mean i last night again i was just there at the cross at the you know the the whole from the moment he was arrested there just oh my goodness he could have called 72,000 angels and he didn't because he loved me mm -hmm. and yet he said that if I was the only one he would have done it for me that's how encompassing there's no grid to understand that love yeah, yeah I mean we we love our children and we love our grandchildren and we really really would die for them but it's just not I mean it's minuscule compared to what he did for us right. and I think just that fact that you said he is something he he wasn't surprised he wasn't like he was shot in the back no he like willingly went to the cross he walked to jerusalem knowing what was he knew what he was doing and i wonder how often work we, we willingly walk towards suffering for the sake of somebody else no we walk away yeah yeah we see a cloud coming yeah. and we want to run right. and and it's i mean i i don't want to be persecuted mm -hmm. that's i mean i try to you know somebody's mean to me and i'm like i just go through all kinds of yeah. gymnastics in my head which kind of brings me to my my next question which was um who are we supposed to love like you know do do we are we who does jesus call us to love 
the least of these, my brothers, I mean, that, or the least and the greatest. I mean, I think it's everybody. It's, it's, and it's very difficult because yeah. we judge the amount that we love. We calibrate it, you know. I mean, all of us struggle, you know, with the people on, on the, with the signs on the side of the freeway, you know, we, uh, we, or the homeless or the dirty or the drug addicted. Um, you know, we, it's easier to love people who are like us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult to love people who are not like us, and yet Jesus went to, that's who he went to, is the people who needs a doctor. Yeah. So he said the sick need a doctor, and that's who he went to. But it's, it really is everybody. But that's, that's kind of like you hear that all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's just a platitude. But the truth is, is everybody. Right. In practicality. Jesus actually says, what good is it mm-hmm. if we only Say. love those who yeah. love us? Right. The even the heathens do that. That's right. But you love those who have nothing you can gain nothing from. Yeah. That have nothing to give you that even even one place said love those who hate you. That's right. And so when you say who are we supposed to love? Yeah, well our neighbor, that's a that's the easy term Jeez. to say. But it's love those who hate you. Do good to those who despise you. Oh do gosh. good to those who do evil to you. In different yeah. places he said different things. What good is it, he says, if you do that? Yeah. It's not any good, is his point. Even wow. the pagans do that, yeah, right? Yeah, even the pagans, yeah. even the heathens yeah. do that. And it's like, oh, wow, I'm kind of a heathen. I do that. <laughs> um, and yeah. yet, in the grace of God, you know, I am able to be loved. And even in some cases, at least not hate those who hate me. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, I'm on my that's way. hard. Is yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, Steve and I, we live together. Obviously, we're married. And, um, um, glad to you know, that. yeah, glad yeah. to clarify that. Um, but, you know, talking about, I mean, always working out the people that are mean to us. As a pastor, it's it's difficult. It's difficult, the betrayal sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I asked a friend recently, I said, if you had to do it all over again, would you become a pastor? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, except I don't think I trust as this is what they said. Mm-hmm. I don't think I trust as um, easily as readily as yeah. readily because mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. And that's our conversation always at home is like, how do we love? How do we not be offended? Yeah, because just what he said, Jesus said, love those people, and you're like, yeah, they don't. They're they're mean to me. Right. They're, how do I love them? Yeah, it's very yeah, difficult. That's hard. It's so hard. I suppose he sets the standard on that as he... Say again? I suppose he sets the standard as he forgives the ones who are crucifying him in the moment. I right? know. Is, like, it, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, how does he not hate all those people? They spit in yeah. his face. I mean, yeah. I would have a hard time with that. Yeah. And then they, and then the thorns, and then they pushed him down, and yeah. then the nail, yeah. and then the ripping of the skin. I mean, yeah. just, how did, how did he not All that them? before he died for him. Before right. he died. Yeah, they didn't, like, sucker him into doing it and no. then treat him bad. They treated him bad, and he still did it. Right. My thought, the first time they spit yeah. in my face, like, well, basically, yeah. go to, to you. Go ahead and go to hell. Go ahead yeah. and go to hell. I mean, I, it goes, and hearing that story in context of the medical report mm-hmm. of, the, of his crucifixion, it's like talk about love. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't get it. It's it's very it's very hard for me. Yeah. I was thinking in in the world today, you know, whether it's Christians or just the world, we one thing we've talked about, I think, on the podcast maybe, but we talk about it a lot, is that people no longer have the capacity to to disagree yet still love each other, right? Right. So how how do we how can we, you know, when it comes to politics not giving an opinion politically how can we 
love one another in the political sphere or love totally love good. one another in when we we don't agree with someone's choices like how how do we how do we do that how do we demonstrate totally love and and disagree um how do we demonstrate love and disagree yeah. it's really good it's easy because the acts of love whatever the subject is you're disagreeing about they can be done in in a you know beside that like you know you don't have to okay i'll go ahead and agree with you so that you know i love you mm-hmm. you, you it seems to me like it's if it's acts of service if it's kind words if it's encouragement you can do that when you disagree somebody yeah you know it's kind of like prison ministry when people go you don't agree with what they did you yeah. don't agree with where they're at you don't agree with their lifestyle they chose yeah. you know i'm every day i'm getting you know i'm in touch with people who i don't agree with what they're doing but i can always give them a loving answer i can always give them an encourage you know an encouraging answer mm-hmm. to do the right thing and i can say you know that well you know i know you probably don't agree with this but this is what i do i just love jesus and and if i were to give you advice it would be to love jesus mm-hmm. and it, what agree with what it doesn't matter what you disagree i i you know they can be you know for nuclear proliferation and they want to see a nuclear war so that to to kill off you know the population mm-hmm. population control and you don't agree with that at all and you feel like appalled by it but you still can come back with you know uh things about jesus encouragements to you know you might you know you might need a little bit of the love of god <laughs> you can bring them back to something good yeah i think that that's how you love them i um i think you have to also if it's personal stuff where it's a personal affront where they're constantly accusing you mm-hmm. they're constantly you know threatening you or doing bad things to you it it gets a little harder because it gets personal but when you divorce yourself from that and really look at what jesus did what he did in his lifetime i think it becomes easier for you to do some of those things and i think there could be many things um acts of all those things i mentioned acts of kindness words of encouragement you know acts of service yeah i think um Lots of time, those those different arenas, mm-hmm. um, political. Let's just talk about politically. Yeah. Um, the alienation of America, like in America, I can only speak to that. The um, liberals versus, mm-hmm. versus the conservatives, or the Republicans versus Democrats. Um, the truth is, that's just a distraction. Yeah. And you know, I, do I think do I think uh, abortion is wrong? Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most horrible, heinous thing ever. Mm-hmm. But those people that are so angry and, and hateful, the only thing that's going to change them is the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to argue at a um, right now. There's just no way to argue a point. No mm-hmm. one's going to be swayed by your Facebook post <laughs> about what you believe. Mm-hmm. They're, all you're going to do is make people angry and that's hateful. Right. However, right. if the, like Steve said, the love of God, you know, just loving them, yeah. listening to them, and just saying, you know, well, you bring it back into Jesus. I know here at the Father's House, through these last few years, there's been some political upheavals, different... Um, polarizing groups and and steve said you know on your facebook it's just the love of jesus yeah and i and i and i believe what the the, the spirit of the antichrist right now is all about distractions mm-hmm. and division mm-hmm. and who who's the bridge it's jesus who who brings you to whole makes you new jesus yeah. he, he transcends every political statement yeah. and even if we think we're right and we demand and we're morally right you're not going to sway. You're not going to sway. The only thing that's going to help people is to know Jesus and Him crucified, and He died, and that you two can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it transcends everything. But we, me, 
get sucked in all the time to political things. In fact, you know, I feel very, I have in the past felt very strongly towards uh, opposing political um, ideas. Mm-hmm. I can't even understand how you could be a Christian and think these mm-hmm. things. And, um, you know, and, and politically there's some of our, um, our representatives I think are just in the natural very horrible the, mm-hmm. the way they govern morally. And I just, some, I think it was that Savoso said, are you praying for them? Are you praying that they don't go to hell? Because honestly, everything is going to be, we're going to be with Jesus one day and, and we're going to rest in peace. And this is going to be just a memory. But have I prayed for those people or do I hate them? Wow. And for me, I was so convicted because no, no, I, there's actually almost probably borders on hate. It borders on hate. It borders on hate. And, you could, and, you, and when you separate yourself and you see people Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, you see the hate spewing onto mm-hmm. them. If they, and, and they really honestly believe what they believe, what they believe, and they honestly believe it. And right. it's intr- intrinsic, even if we think it's, it's morally an abomination. Yeah. So I'm not going to get them to my side. Hmm. But if I can tell them and show them Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. So and sure, keeping yeah. your heart pure. So it's written love as yeah. opposed to trying to win the argument. Correct. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of winning the arguments. Yeah. It does nothing internally. Yeah. And it's like, they, I think if they meet Jesus and the moral things will fall off if they know Jesus. They'll, yeah. Jesus will, I mean, he did it for me. I was on one political spectrum. I believed all these things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, Jesus came in my life. I don't believe those anymore. He totally transformed cool. me. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Let's dive into, I guess, what Jesus says about love, the sound of love. I'm going to read from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, uh, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Mm. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Mm. And, you know, I think kind of what we've been talking about right now just on the on the 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 political side of it but just in in general whether it's on social media whether it's you know the just the people we see uh in our day-to-day life are we displaying that we're his disciples through our love you know how how do we do that how can we grow in that did you say john 13 13 13, 34, and 35. Okay, thank you. So I think that it's um, how do you demonstrate it is in your day-to-day life, you live the principles, Mm -hmm. the principles of giving, being selfless, Um, defining love as selfless and not defining love as, um, you know, what I get. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how you show it. In a day-to-day, you finally get them to trust you, and they see over a period of many years that, you know, you, you are what you say you are. Mm-hmm. I think that's more than anything. What we've done is our actions have not spoken as loud as our words. Right. Vicki and I grew up in a church where kids were being molested. Kids were being abused. And that is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And that church hiding that, putting that under the rug, moving those guys to other churches mm-hmm. without firing them, uh, destroyed a lot of children and destroyed a lot of faith. Yeah. Those people know that man did not believe what he was preaching to them. Mm-hmm. He wore robes, he wore collars, but he did not believe what he was preaching to them mm-hmm. about laying down your life, about all of these scriptures mm-hmm. about love. 
He certainly didn't believe it. He said it. Yeah. He had the robe and he had the collar. He had the honor. You know, our families made us honor these guys. And right. they, some of them were mean. And the women in their uniforms, they were some of the meanest people we'd ever encountered. And it just wasn't lived out as what uh, it was supposed to be. And so, therefore, a, a, just a mass amount of young people like Vicky and I, when we were kids, mm -hmm. don't believe in Jesus because they met these men. Mm -hmm. And so it, the effect is terrible of doing the opposite. But right. if you just be real and love and you begin to learn the words of Jesus and you live them, eat them, breathe them, and they become you, mm -hmm. you become them. I think you're real behind closed doors, and that's how you come out of those doors. You'll automatically, you won't even need to be taught how. You just love by seeing needs, meeting them. I was hungry, and you fed me not. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. Yeah. And he says, you know, and it goes on. But he says, at the end, he says, they say, when did we do that? Mm -hmm. And he says to another group, the sheep, he says, I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and afraid and you comforted me, clothed me and comforted me. I was in prison and you visited me. When, and they said the same thing. When? Mm -hmm. See, it's not like, I mean, it can be, I don't even know when. Right. I just did it because I saw you suffering. I met your need. Well, the, the sheep in that story loved tremendously the hungry, naked you know, afraid, imprisoned person, and the person, and the goats didn't. Right. And I mean, I I don't know a better parable that describes better what love is. Mm. There was a need, and you ignored it. Oh. I was hurting, and you didn't care. I I needed you, and you didn't care. Yeah. And the other guys, I you, I needed you, and you cared for me. I I was uncomfortable. You comforted me. I was lost, and you helped me get found. You, you know, you discovered me, you know, just born again experiences. And we've had so many in our lives and we have such example of what love looks like. And I think that uh, it can be misconstrued and people can get off track. But I think that's the clear present truth right there. Yeah. Don't you want to address, though, the um, new commandment I give you yeah. and, and the confusion, the confusing uh, message of the um, what the new commandment is in the, in the high ideal and, and 34 where it, a new commandment was given to us because you, you're you're um you have asked quite a few people what the commandment of christ command of christ is right so yeah there's this it seems like such a unknown what god wants us to do jesus had a um situation where it was a rich young ruler you know came in and um asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. And he said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. On these two rest the whole law and prophets. Mm -hmm. And Christians have picked that up as the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. And I think the reason we picked that up is because it's easy. <laughs> It's yeah. really easy. It's easier. Self-hate is such a horrible thing in our country. And so if I hate me, uh, it's not a very high bar to love you mm -hmm. with. I mean, all I got to do is hate you less than me, and I've loved you more than me. Right. Because you'll see that in Jesus' vernacular. He says, if you don't hate 
your mother and father. And what that word means is love me more. Love me more than, yeah. It doesn't mean hate. So love me more in English. Yeah. But in their phraseology, it's love me more. And so if you don't, if, if it's pretty easy to love you more if I hate me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be very far up. You don't have to be very, I don't have to have any affection for you. I don't care whether you're hurt. I don't have to care if you're hurting as long as I don't care if I'm hurting. Right. And so, I mean, that's the bottom of the barrel, but it goes all the way up in all the mediocre, lukewarm, gray areas where we don't take others as more important than ourselves. He was answering, what, he was answering the greatest under in the law and the prophets, which right. is the old, old covenant. Right. That's what I said. What's no, saying? I just want to reiterate. Yeah. That it, it's he was talking. A rich to a, young ruler asked him, "What's man. the greatest commandment in the pro, in the law?" Yeah, and he answered. Thank you. And we've taken that to be the command of Christ. Yeah. But when you ask people what's the command of Christ, they always quote that. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's really important. The question: What does Jesus command us, yeah. or what is the command of Christ? And he says. Right there in John 13, 13, uh, 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And it's this action, which is, whoa, the bar just got raised (laughs) a couple of hundred miles because the way Jesus loved us was he took that nail for us when he didn't, nobody forced it on him. He did it willingly. Nobody took his life. Nobody took Jesus' life from him. He gave it willingly. And he laid there and let them beat him. And he mm-hmm. felt the pain. And they let them nail them. And he let them punch him and spit on him and abuse him. Mm-hmm. The very people he was doing this for. Yeah. And he man. did it. That's love. That's love. That's the love that he had for yeah. us. That's that he was born in the birth canal. He came He came through the womb. I mean, everything. I mean, he yep. could have appeared as a king, that he was a, a lowly carpenter in a yeah. lowly city, in a lowly country. Right. And he came and demonstrated his love through this amazingly humble thing. And yeah. um, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Oh, no, <laughs> because that's way out of my reach. Yeah. Now, loving as I, I want... You to love me, how about if I just don't care if you love me, right. then I don't have to love you. Yep. But love as Jesus loved, I don't, there's no weasel clause. No. He already did it. He's... There's no interpretation of how he loved us. <laughs> That's right. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. This is how he loved us, and this is how we know he loves us. He sent his son to die on a cross. And this is the love of the Father, that he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And these are all scriptural references to this is what love is. And he did it already. Now the commandment to you and I is love one another in the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's, you know, (laughs) something I've ever been able to do really perfectly, but it is a goal to reach for. Mm. And if you reach for it, I think that's the journey. The journey is the pursuit. The success is in little minor victories here and there. Yeah. And I've, in my life, I've come a long way, Pilgrim, from being a man who was really good at hating people and really didn't like myself much to being a man who lays his life down and wants to, I can't, I can't wait to get out there and do things. Yeah. And just so people can have a great time and a great Christmas. And maybe I'll get the chance to, to minister to them with words. I'm going to minister them 100% when they show up. Mm-hmm. And wherever it's necessary and wherever I can, I'm going to use words. Mm-hmm. 
That's really good. I just I just really wanted you to underline that because yeah. it is it is so important to the um, I think to the clarity of Christianity mm-hmm. is that most people when you ask them what the command of Christ is they will say love the Lord your God with all mm-hmm. your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor yourself and that's a honestly that's if you could do that even that would be great you know if that but. But in 34, he does say he a ramps, new commandment I gave you. Yeah. He ramps it up. And it's like um, that you love one another even as I mm-hmm. have loved you. And we've talked at the beginning yeah. about the crucifixion and what he did for us. And, and I mean, we should always kind of find ourselves lacking. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not there, obviously. Um, I get so affected by what people say and do to me yeah. that I'm always trying to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. And I don't think... Honestly, I, w- I, I will get this until I see him face-to-face, mm-hmm. though I never want that to be excuse. I want to continue every day working on my salvation with fear and trembling and trying to love others yeah. as I have been loved. And it's such incredibly different command. Yes. And I think that it's really a, an incredible misnomer in the Christian community mm-hmm. um, what it is, what love is. Yeah. So... I mean, really I, I'm, on, I'm on the road. I want yeah. to keep doing this. We're on it together. We're right? on it, yeah. You know, I, I was I was thinking again, one, one of the things that uh, really stands out to me about what Jesus did was he, he, do, he does this such a great sacrifice, not for the guarantee that we'll respond, right, but for the chance that we may. Uh-huh. And I, you know, uh, some of my ministry experience over the last, wow. I don't know how many years it is now, 10 plus years is, and yours for the how many years it has been you guys have been in the ministry together is that we we choose to love people and lay down our lives to people but we don't know what they're going to do with it and you were talking about it a little bit before about people have hurt you and betrayed you but I, I was thinking about our life recovery ministry program in particular our, you know our recovery program how we we bring people in and we give them a a home and a, and a new chance and often it ends in you know just your heart being broken and I think one of the the lessons I, I remember you taught early on Steve that maybe some of our listeners might need to hear this is just that we just because we've been hurt doesn't mean that we can love the next person any less and I I wonder if we go into that because maybe some of our listeners have tried to love people and tried to help and tried to try to be like this but hit you know brick walls or disappointment Mm -hmm. or frustration and maybe felt like well maybe there's no point anymore maybe it you know and kind of given up so could you talk to that well think of this Jesus laying there on that wood again (laughs) with nails there in his wrist (laughs) yeah the hammer's raised, yeah. and there is no guarantee mm-hmm. the people he's going to die for are going to let that penalty be paid for them. Right. He's going to let them do it, and there's no guarantee it's going to work. Yeah. It's not. The, you know, he's not guaranteed Steve's going to be saved. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm, you know, Steve needs me. I've got to go through with this. Maybe it's on his mind. I hope it was on his mind. But is no guarantee Steve's going to receive it. Right. And so he's, and how many people rejected him? One of his 12 even betrayed him, right. you know, and yeah. the all 12, all 12 scattered. And so just in a human sense, I mean, he saw it. people that were, you know, yelling uh, Hosanna to him mm-hmm. on the road into Jerusalem. Friday. Some of those were probably Crucifying. faces in the crowd yelling crucify. Yeah. And so, for me, it's very simple. It's just the next, you know, you give all you have and it's there. All I've really been able to do with people is give them a choice. Do you mm-hmm. want to know? 
And if they come in and they give their hearts to Jesus and they try with all their heart, you know, just to, they just give their heart to Jesus. And then they decide, no, I don't want this. I want something else more. What's, why is that a, a, fr- a bridge to me? Jesus died for me. I get to be forgiven. I get to be saved. I get to know God. I can actually talk to him and feel that he hears me. I can hear his voice when I stop and listen. Mm-hmm. And he gives me instruction and he tells me things to do. And he uses me in miraculous manners. So what in the heck would somebody else's failure have to do with my faith? It's really good. I have to decide, do I know him? Do I love him? Do I want to follow him? And then, you know, we lately have had a whole bunch of falling off the map Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. People going back to drugs, people dying. We've had so many people die lately that we had given our lives in love to for a long period of time. A young woman that just died, had drank herself, just anesthetized herself for so many years, wet brained. And we had her for six years or five years. And she was a lovely lady who was served around. She was just part of our team, you know, and. He went right on back to drinking and, yeah. and living in sin and, you know, living with her boyfriend, living in sin and just using drugs until she destroyed her body with that alcohol and she died. And it was so heartbreaking. And, and he also was the boyfriend was also someone from our team. And they he didn't come back either. And he's just still killing himself. Yeah. But why does that change the fact that Jesus is faithful? Hmm. Isn't he faithful whether they're faithful or not? Isn't he faithful whether they're good or not? Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's not that he failed or that his power is not enough to save these people, you have to choose to be saved. Hmm. You have to want to be known by God and know God. And you've got to pursue him. And you've got to live the lifestyle that he demonstrated. Now, her drinking was 100% not loving as she had been loved. She, When she drank, she she just absolutely let all – she had many children, mm-hmm. let them all down. Everybody – I mean, she let us down. She did not love us mm-hmm. or anyone else I know mm-hmm. in a manner that Jesus loved her. She did not lay her life down for people. She just tipped a bottle yeah. and anesthetized her pain. And I'm not judging her. I'm just saying, why should her failure affect my faith? Mm. I also have a ton of people whose my faith has had such influence on their success. I think I'd rather the joy of the successes be greater than the pain of the failures. I'd rather what I have be more eminent in my thinking than what I don't have. What I don't have is those people who fell away. What I do have is those people who grabbed hold and held on and they're with me and they walk alongside me and we bless each other and we do this scripture. We love each other in an attempt trying to love each other as we have been loved, Mm -hmm. celebrating what we have, celebrating what good there is, Mm -hmm. loving our lives and being just ecstatic for what God has been in our lives. It's really good. I think uh, if you look just uh, four four, um, lines up or something, it's about Judas Mm -hmm. betraying him. So here's Jesus, and it goes hand-in-hand with what you said, is oftentimes, and oftentimes it is usually leaders and pastors who have let us down. Mm -hmm. And then we just stop loving, being loved. And uh, I think probably for the most of Christianity, it's more so than what Steve's talking about, the... um, 
the recovery because not yeah. everybody deals with people yeah. in drug but addiction. even just people that yeah f- f- friends try to help family friends. members try to help does yeah. does that yes we can hit that wall we try to we really can and, and, love I th- and get. for us we've had i think yeah. um i think i know steve it's four out of six pastors that we've had have failed miserably yeah. sexually right and so if that's the case and we shouldn't be saved we shouldn't even be walking with jesus no jesus is still faithful and, and i really liked what he said in spite of people's decisions yeah. he's still faithful yeah. and there's a cloud of witnesses who say especially surrounding us to say yeah he's faithful and the command is love mm-hmm. and i'm going to continue to do that because he's first loved me that's good. and uh but yeah there's so that the i think they rode in our life is littered yeah. with um, people who don't even call themselves Christians anymore. Right. And we're just, we sit around at night stunned yeah. because people who are just next to us, some of them, we just found good friends in jail for doing all kinds of horrible things. Yeah, um, It's like you knew Jesus. You, you, you had every part of the ministry. Mm-hmm. That's actually what yeah, he says, said, says yeah. in Acts. It's like Judas had every part of the ministry. And he decided to, mm-hmm. to, to betray Jesus and, and, the, even, and, the and other, even Peter. And the other disciples didn't quit serving Jesus because Judas, Judas failed. Right. They just marveled at Judas's failure and said, give me what I want, what you have. Yeah. yeah. And then even Peter, I mean, he, you know, if you, just in the next line, he'll, he's going to, Jesus is going to, you know, say, well, you know, you're going to, you're going to mess up yeah. too. And, and to Peter's credit, he came back and, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of humility, but he, you know, he lost, I imagine he lost his faith when, when this happened, but we so often are victims of other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. And seriously, why, right. why do you let other people's failures cause you not to, um, to receive the love of Jesus mm-hmm. and then, and then be right. more and more like him yeah. to me, it just solidifies what I believe in more. Yeah. I think, yeah. People sometimes maybe feel powerless, almost. powerless, you know, and there's a, there's a story that uh, Steve stressed that. I wonder if you could share it with us, your uh, starfish story. Well, this is something I've heard, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of... Uh, it's Max Licato. It's, it I think it is Max okay. Licato, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know where it came from. It's but Max Yeah, it's this little yeah. boy walks up over this hill, and he sees this, uh, just that the high tide, he had an ebb tide, and the high tide before had washed up just a mass amount of starfishes on the sand, and then the tide had gone out, leaving them on the sand, and the, the sun died. was baking on them. Yeah. And if they, you know, stayed out in a whole day's sun, they would probably die. Mm-hmm. So the little boy ran down to the water and he just started throwing starfish into the water. Yeah. And a well-meaning adult said, son, there's just too many. You can't say it's, it's not worth yeah. it. You can't, you know, there's just too many. You might as well give up. You can't save them all. And the little boy held the starfish up and said, I saved this one and threw it in the water. I say it grabbed another one. Yeah. I saved this one, threw it yeah. in the water. And, you know, that's kind of what our life is like. We do, oh, we saved this one. Yeah. Okay, we didn't save them all, but we saved this we're one. We're going to die trying. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to live our life to the end and give our life, and we're going to serve as we have been served yeah. and love try to love, love as we've yeah. been loved. Yeah. Um, and yeah. hopefully in the end we take a small crowd of witnesses with us who will praise the Lord, who will bend their knee and praise the Lord before, before the King of glory. Yeah. So his love for us is so great, and yeah. that our our response is to try to love him in return, love the people in return, and point them to him, right? By our response by our love, and right? our responsibility yeah. is huge. Yeah, I mean, and that again is like we talk about every week is, is like we're responsible. Mm-hmm. We're responsible to these words right here. Yeah. They're going to judge us. He's going to judge us. 
And this is this commandment and the love. We're responsible to love as we've been loved, yeah. and that's everything. Yeah. So as to our listeners, I just maybe challenge you this week to yeah. to pray and ask the Lord where you can step out of your comfort zone and and find somebody or someone in your family, friends, and your neighborhood, community that you can so demonstrate love to in a new way. Because we uh, get to be the light of the world, and that's pretty special that we get Jesus chooses to use us. So Amen. thank you so much for listening. What I did want to throw in here really quickly at the end is that our gift of hope Christmas assistance program, which is one of the ways we demonstrate love to our community is uh, we, we have a thousand, just over a thousand children this year who we're going to help uh, provide Christmas gifts for. And for our listeners, if you're near or far, uh, if you visit uh, www.giftofhopeoroville.org, you can choose a child to sponsor with Christmas presents this this year. So um, take a look at that link. It'll be in the show notes. Can you say that one more time? www.giftofhopeoroville.org. Gift um, it will, it's, these kids are in need and we want to, we want to bless them. I, I, at the registration day, I, I heard stories of just families that were, you know, between the fires and all the other things that have been going on in, in our region over the last few years are just without and the blessing that this ministry makes people's lives is really made human again to me in a, in a way. So I, you know, we, we have prayer needs for them. We're praying, we're going to provide them with gifts and it's going to be a really real blessing. So please consider partnering with us on that. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Awesome. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.